0: It's giving shame. It's giving dirty. It's giving what if? Hey, listeners, before we jump in today, I would like to share a disclaimer. The views and opinions in this podcast episode are 100% strictly my own. They do not reflect any professional organization, business, or board with which I am associated. The content of this podcast is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advice. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of It's Giving What If. I'm the one, the only Albs, and today I am joined by a very, very extra special guest. Um, you may have seen him on a previous episode. You may have heard me talk about him in the past, and so... Here he is, the one and only, Mr. Jacob. Hi, babe. Welcome.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me back. How are you? I am. Well, I'm tired, but I'm good. This is my morning time, yeah. um, even though it is 4.30 in the afternoon. I work night shifts, so yeah, this is a, an early appearance for me, <laughs> but I would always make any appearance anytime for
0: you, babe. Thank you, my love. Mwah. So, yes, yeah, so he works nights, and literally I went in there like, 15 minutes, I was like, hey, are you ready to get up? And I felt so bad, but I'm so glad you're here. I'm excited to have you on. I have some extra special curveballs today. Um, you know, but um, let's just get into it real quick. What's been hella annoying to you the past week or just lately?
1: Mm, so, okay. I would have to say something that has been getting on my nerves, and I think everyone can relate um, uh, is people being held to a different standard than other people.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, an example that everyone can relate to is, you know, a coworker that always calls in or, you know, never does all their job or half asses everything, yeah. um, And, you know, the person that calls in all the time can get away with it. Mm -hmm. But let's say, you know, someone else who never calls in always goes above and beyond. If, you know, if they ever try to call in or try to get away with half of the stuff that the other people do, it's the end of the world. But the other people, you know, can can continue to half ass or not show up or, you know, and, um. And still, you know, be praised and still, you know, get away with it. You know, it's just, it's amazing to me. But I think everyone can relate to that, the the double standard
0: thing. Yeah. I I do think it's ridiculous because they have like a very low bar. Like they just have to show up. Doesn't matter if they're on time. Doesn't matter if they're like drunk or high. Like they just show up and they're like, oh my God, you made it to work. And it's like the person that's like set the bar of like, I work hard. I go above and beyond. They're like, you made it late, like one minute
1: it's like they expect it out of you Mm -hmm. all the time Mm -hmm. so it's whatever bar you set for yourself whether that's the i'm going to call in all the time (laughs) or not show up all the time or have other people just do my job all the time that's the accepted standard for you (laughs) so you know maybe i just should not have set the bar so high
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's your fault for being so awesome like you know now that's all that's expected. But, you know, that's the thing. is like, and I think that's so true with so many things. Like, I feel growing up, a lot of people would be like, oh, you're always so happy and you're so positive. And, like, they never expected me to just, like, have a normal day where I didn't feel one extreme or the other. And really, it wasn't that I felt happy or positive all the time. It's just, like, I'm not one to go out and be like, oh, I'm, the world's falling and I'm sad and depressed. Like, no, but you set that bar and then people are like, that's all they get from you yes one dimension but we're multi-dimensional and so i do think that it's it's pretty shitty but i mean what do we do do we set like shitty standards for ourselves so that people don't get mad or expect more Mm,
1: no of course not we just have to keep doing the best we can and of course it's just annoying sometimes but you know we all have those little petty grievances but Mm -hmm. i just got to keep doing the best i can listeners you gotta just keep doing the best you can we can't expect everyone else to be as great as we all are
0: (laughs) because they're all shitty in comparison yes one so originally i had one thing in mind that i wanted to like bitch about but like yesterday took the cake and you're probably i'm sure you know what what it is i've been talking about it today to, to my family and so um i hate it super drives me insane and crazy and it annoys the shit out of me when people take advantage of other people like when you steal or rob or hurt other people and so like for me what that means is like yesterday we were hungry and you know we obviously didn't want to drive we were tired we had a very busy day and we decided to order some postmates yeah postmates um and then You know, I paid extra so it could be there between 15 to 20 minutes. Then um, the food, the timer just kept running longer and longer and longer and longer. 20 minutes turned to 35, to 45, to 50. And pretty much what what happened was the first person who accepted our order fucking stole that shit. Like they drove up to the restaurant, picked it up, must have canceled saying they weren't going to pick it up. Then the next driver tried to pick it up. There was no order to pick up because it had gone out. That person canceled. Third driver, same thing. And so I messaged one of the, I think the second driver was like, yo, where's our food? Like, we're hungry. And um, they said that the food was gone. So I was like, was it stolen? Like, what happened? And they said to contact the restaurant or um, Postmates. Got online. Postmates number was a fucking number that does not work or it just rings busy. Which, again, for a big-ass company, you'd think they would have more than one line because I'm sure they operate in several states. There's probably way more than one person calling at a time. Um, so we couldn't get through. The place we ordered from was a ghost kitchen, so they really don't have, like, a real business storefront. They are, out, they are housed inside another business. So did some detective work, found out they were inside TJF. called TJF, confirmed that they stole our food, said that we had to take it up with um, Postmates. Told them couldn't get a hold of Postmates. And in the middle of that conversation, I think Postmates just decided to, like, decline the order and say that it was canceled and refund me. But the fact that we waited over an hour, we were hungry, we were ready to go to bed, was shitty. And, like, why Why not just go do your fucking job, get the tip that you are going to get, because I paid a tip for that person, and then it'd be over. But, no, they decided to just go and steal food from us. And it's like, why not go steal from someone that's rich? Obviously. We are not rich. We're not balling out of control. Like, don't steal from other people who are working for their things. Steal for the rich. So just sit back and, and throw money around. Throw money on strippers and booze and drugs and whatever. Uh, gag orders on other people. Those are the people that need to be stolen from. Not us. So right. that was fucking annoying. And I hope that's never happened to any of you. But I did start seeing a lot of things online today, obviously, that were like more and more people that are driving for Uber and stuff are like, fucking with people's food like eating it like there was a guy that just got fired because he was eating someone's food and i'm like you know what now that i think about it like what do these people do with our food like they can really do anything they want and we would never know we trust them
1: yeah well that's why if you order from certain restaurants i'm not gonna mention any names but they they have like golden arches <laughs> um, a lot of times if you order from there the bag will be sealed with stickers, several stickers sealing the bag closed. So you can see if someone has that's true. ripped the bag open or not. That's so, so true. That's clever of those. Like I said, not going to mention any names, but that golden arch place.
0: Yes. Place inspired. Yes. So lesson of the day, maybe drive them, get your own food or order from places that put sealed shit on your food. Yes. So. You know my favorite what-if questions you inspired that. Well,
1: I think I've heard a few of your what-if questions. Yes. <laughs>
0: Only like two. Just a couple. Now I'm gonna throw some other ones at you. Great. And I really thought hard on these because I wanted to make sure these were ones that you had never heard. Okay. Because online, like you go in and it's like, what if? And it's like, what if? I don't know, like very simple, straightforward. So I had to make these a little bit more complex. Are okay. you ready?
1: I think so, <laughs> as ready as I can be.
0: And listeners, you can write your answers down and send them in. We would like to hear them too. Love you. What if you discovered a sinister cult operating in your city, secretly controlling major aspects of society, and they were aware of your knowledge? And it's not the church, by the way. They already do that. Oh, okay. Well,
1: my plan changed as soon <laughs> as you said they were aware of my knowledge. <laughs> If if they were aware of my knowledge, I guess I probably would have to go into hiding because I'd be like afraid, you know, they, but initially I thought my curiosity, I would want to know what they were doing. Like, what is this cult? What, like, how do they operate? Who's the leader? What kind of crazy rituals are they doing at night? (laughs) I would just want to know. Yeah. So I would try to like probably infiltrate, you know, and, and do that. But if they already knew, I, I couldn't easily infiltrate. They know that you know, not that you're not with them possibly. Right. So I, I'm saying maybe I could just be like, oh, I'm on your side. <laughs> you know, maybe. But hopefully they're not like, you know, have, you know, I don't know. Hopefully they aren't after me, I guess, is yeah. what I'm saying. Like in a bad way. you
0: know. Yeah. You could be like, hire me for money and I'll do what you want. Sure,
1: yeah, yeah, or you know, if if I if they didn't know, I probably would try to get in and get like in the high ranks. Yeah, you know,
0: that'd be awesome. I can yeah. see that. But you you're very convincing, so I think that they'd be like, "Yes, sir. We we would do whatever you want." Little old me. <laughs> it's the blue eyes. You just bat them at them. <laughs> All right, good one. Second one. What if you woke up one day to find your reflection in the mirror was a decaying, monstrous version of yourself, and you could feel your humanity slipping away?
1: Well, uh, as a nurse that works night shift, I feel like that every day. <laughs> that is so. <laughs> I minus w- the mirror, you
0: don't care. I wake it. up in the
1: my morning time, <laughs> and I'm like, God, ah. I look like someone hit me in the Aww. face with a shovel and left me for dead. No,
0: I'm just He kidding. looks it's so like, hot when he goes to work. I always like open one eye and I'm like, "Cutie, good night. <laughs> it's the scrubs. Yeah.
1: That's all that is. Yeah. No. no, I probably would be very scared if I saw um, a decaying, you know, Jacob <laughs> in the mirror. That would, would be terrifying. Okay. Um, I probably would go see a psychiatrist or something. Cause I would be like, there's no way that this is real. You know, yeah. I'm obviously losing my mind. Yeah. So that's probably where I would, I'd have to sign up and go see a shrink. Are you taking any appointments?
0: <laughs> um, your family. I can't do that. Sorry. Uh, darn it. All right. I'll recommend someone. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I, I think I would, See, I think your your insight on, like, I would go look for help is very good because I think I would just, like, freak out and just be, like, probably have a heart attack, honestly. Like, I don't know if I would, like, be able to see past the fact that this shit's in the mirror looking at me, looking at it, looking at me. Oh, yeah. That'd be way scary. <laughs>
1: but I have you heard of the, um, and this is kind of off topic slightly, have you heard of, like, the mirror, like, I don't know, there's a theory that if you stare directly into a mirror for, um... I forget how long, but for several minutes, like, it's like a hallucination type thing. Your eyes will start to play tricks on you. Like, it looks like you're, I guess, making weird faces or like you start to see stuff that's like not really there. And I I forget how long you have to look at it. 45 minutes later. But it's like, you just look at yourself in the mirror for a long time and it freaks you out or you start to see like weird stuff.
0: That makes sense. Because if you think about it, like the power of our minds to like kind of like that like whole wishful thinking or like if you perceive something's going to happen doesn't necessarily mean it happens but like you convince yourself that it potentially happens so if you're like staring at the mirror you're like looking oh my god am i gonna move am i gonna move or something gonna happen like eventually your mind's gonna make you think that you're that it happened because of the distortion of the mirror Mm -hmm. and the reflection i would think i don't know right
1: and you may and you may have to like google it because and listeners of this i'm I may not have this exactly right. So do some Googling on your own too, but it is very interesting. Like something about staring into a mirror for a while.
0: Yeah. I think I heard another version of that. Like if you stand in front of a mirror, butt naked and you push your penis against it, it will like enlarge.
1: Oh, I, yep. That's why I was so popular in high school.
0: (laughs) You had mirrors all over your house. I did. I grew
1: up in a house of mirrors. (laughs) So
0: listeners, I'm not saying try it, but I'm also saying, you know, maybe you'd be curious.
1: Maybe you could change your life.
0: <laughs> yeah. And those of your loved ones. Yes. All right. Last one. What if you were part of a secret government experiment that granted you psychic abilities, but your new powers exposed you to terrifying secrets and conspiracies. You were never meant to know.
1: First of all, how did you find out about all of that? Cause that was supposed to be <laughs> top secret information. Sorry. I put it on air. All right. So, what if I was part of a secret thing? What was the second part?
0: Two <laughs> no, hours long. It's a secret government experiment that granted you psychic abilities. Okay. But your new powers expose you to terrifying secrets and conspiracies you were never meant to know.
1: I think that all of that would be awesome. Yeah. All of it. There's no bad downside to that. Yeah. To me, I know that you know the government obviously is not going to tell normal civilians everything that they know i you know i not that i'm a huge conspiracy person but there are a few that i like to subscribe to and i do believe that the government is probably at least 50 to 75 years their technology that they have secretly is at least 50 to 75 years more advanced than what they're going to release to the public yeah i mean they probably had smartphones themselves or something of that effect back in the 80s you know they were you know communicating with other countries, communicating with satellites, yep. you know, while, you know, we're, we're just now getting smartphones, you know, yeah. like in the 2000s. Yeah. So, obviously, the government knows a lot of stuff. It would be super cool to mm-hmm. find out everything that they know, to find out if aliens are real, to Not find yet. out that. Confirm. Yes, I, I totally believe aliens <laughs> are real. But just to find out that they know for sure that they are out there. Um, I think that would be awesome. And then just to be psychic, I mean,
0: that'd be cool too. I mean I feel like being psychic would be tricky because I don't know if I would want to know what everybody knows. I wish I could like turn it on and off.
1: Okay, well I guess there's different kinds of like psychic. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking of
0: hearing thoughts. Psychic is like Yeah,
1: I'm like, are you talking like Miss Cleo? I can see the future. Are we talking like well, that would be hard? Mind readers. Yeah. I, I think, don't know. I think that is also up for debate, whether time True. changes or not.
0: So in, like, Psychic to you, what would it be? Like, Miss Cleo? I guess?
1: Um, I mean, you were the one that asked the question. I guess. It's, what so kind maybe, of Psychic are you talking about? So when I think about? of
0: Psychic, well, think about, like, so let's go to Pokemon. So in, like, the Pokemon settings, Psychic Pokemon do a lot of, like, attacks with their brain, and so, like... It's like
1: telekinesis?
0: Yeah, type. I would say telekinesis, like paralyzing with the brain like cuz they do a like, psychic wave and like psychic blast like so they like can physically fight well okay mentally fight with their physically fight with their mind right but, right but i mean i really whatever your interpretation would be telekinesis would be cool yeah
1: i have always and i'm sure you've heard me say this cuz you know we watch american horror story and one of our favorite seasons is coven and um there's a scene where jessica lang hands down, one of the greatest actresses ever. Um, and she is the Supreme of the coven and she basically has like mind control. Like these cops come in and they're interrogating them because one of the girls is freaking out. She's committed a crime and the cops are there. And Jessica Lange just comes in and uses her mind control and is like, you're going to let her go. You're going to leave. You're going to forget this ever happened. And I'm like, that's the kind of witch that I would be like, if you had mind control, you could get away with anything you want. Yeah. Literally. Like you could just be like, you know, I really am not, um, uh, feeling so-and-so or whatever. So-and-so makes you mad. I mean, with mind control, you could get away with anything and no one would ever catch you. And that's just way too much power. I I shouldn't have that kind of power. (laughs) I
0: think you should. You already control my mind. Oh, are not you sweet. And my body. My <laughs> better. Yes. Um, awesome. Well, before we get into some other questions, I just wanted to check in with you. So one of the reasons I wanted to have you on on this very particular episode is because something big is coming up in our near, near future. And by the day this episode drops, it will be, let's see, this drops on Wednesday the 26th. So two days later... Something big is happening. And I don't mean a Super Bowl. (laughs) It is the weekend. Concert. (laughs) No,
1: of course, it is our
0: wedding. Yes, big wedding day. How are you feeling?
1: I am excited. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. We have been preparing for such a long time. (sighs) We actually, we've had the date planned for... Since before the engagement,
0: yeah,
1: and um you know it just it seems like it was never gonna get here, and now it's finally here, um yeah, like i said we 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 booked the venue over a year ago, but I remember before I had proposed, um I think you were getting impatient with me because you kept being like, well, I guess you know i I should book a venue, but I'm not going to and we haven't made it official yet. And I was like, look, we, we've had the rings for a while for months. We'd had the rings for months. Yes. We had already planned what day we were going to get married. So I was like, Albert, I, I have a plan. I, I know how I'm going to propose to you. I can totally abandon that plan no. if you would like. Uh, so that way we can just go ahead and start planning. But I, I said, you know, we're going to get married. You know, we're going to get engaged. Let's go ahead and book a venue now. So that way, because everything's going to book up in October. Yes. And so I'm really glad that we went ahead and did that because there's no way we could have had the day that we planned. We'd had this day planned forever. And so there's no way we could have had that day. Had we not started looking as early as we did. I know. So thank goodness we booked our, the venue of our dreams.
0: Mm, Yes. And then a few weeks later
1: I did propose hopefully in the way of his dreams.
0: So I will say two things to that. Yes, I was not doubting you um, or getting impatient. I will quote Becky G on one of her songs: "Mama didn't raise no pendeja. What I mean, for those of you that don't understand Spanish, then Mama didn't raise no, um, no bitch or no dumbass, no dumbass. Let's say that. Um, but what I mean is like, you know, like you don't count your eggs before they hatch. Like that's just like a rule in life. Um, I knew this was here forever, but, like, I just, you know, I just, like, was, like, what if I'm just, like, jumping? Yeah, what if I'm jumping, like, 10 steps ahead? Like, (laughs) let's, let's like, you know, but I get it. I mean, obviously, like, we would have not booked it if I really doubted. And, like, you know, I I think we secretly kind of knew since the beginning that this is really where we already put all our eggs in the basket, you know? Um, And I just think sometimes, like, that's just one of those things, like, it's scary because it is a big move. And so I, you know, just going through emotions and everything, was just really awesome to be able to just like, wow, this happened. And like, this is what we're working towards. And not that like our relationship, we weren't working towards anything. It's just like, you know, I, I think like a lot of things, like there's fear that things could fall apart any moment. And I wasn't really worried about this falling apart. It's just like, there's so many other factors in the world. That's like gay marriage could have been like taken away, you know? And like, so we really, fortunately we're able to get the venue we wanted get the the day we wanted um and do it the way we wanted you know and i and i'm thankful and i love you for that and yes the proposal was everything that i dreamed of it was i couldn't even imagine the pro the proposal going the way i wanted like i'd never thought about like oh everyone wants i'm gonna do this like sure i've seen like flash mobs and like oh that's cute but let me tell you like this was literally Just, like, perfect. Um, As y'all can tell, we're both wearing Ghostface because we love Ghostface. We have tattoos. of I don't know. It's my ashy elbow. Ghostface tattoos. (laughs) Um, It's our life, you know. Um, And you really did a great job of incorporating Ghostface as a proposal. I won't give too much details away just because if you want to know the story, we actually shared it on Creepy Chisme with Lore, another podcast. Go check out her Creeptober episode with us on it. It was last week and I think it's called Mm -hmm. Haunting I Do's. Haunting I Do's. Something like that. Yes, go check Lore out with Creepy Cheese, She is our homie from Chicago, lover, such a sweetheart, great podcast. Um, She's great. Yeah, she was, she's just. I can't wait to travel up to Chicago and hang out with her. Like, we're definitely going to. Oh, that. I
1: know. She's going to show us all the creepy places in Chicago. I can't yes, wait.
0: Yes, with all the cheese. Yes. But, um, yes, our proposal story is on there. But just like a, a snippet, um, Jacob caught me off guard. Ghostface appeared. Ghost, I thought I was going to die. And then Ghostface had a sign, got on his knees, and pulled out a ring. And then I was like, what the fuck is going on? Is this what? What? And obviously I knew in that moment that that, that had to be Jacob. Hopefully no ex fucker came out of the woods and was like Or you else know. I'd
1: have had to, you know, really go ghost chase on them.
0: And I <laughs> and I would be Ghost Chase's partner and just like stab with him. <laughs> and that could probably turn into a movie that adults watch later.
1: No, but you are very um you're very hard to surprise. You're always asking a million questions, which is not bad, but it makes it very <laughs> hard to surprise you. Yes, and so I felt very, very glad that I was able to pull it off.
0: You did amazing. And
1: also, just circling back um, to, um, I know you said like something we had worried about was if gay marriage was going to be legal, and mm-hmm. even after we had done the proposal, had everything booked that was still something that we had to worry about. And I just wanted to touch on it a little bit because not everyone has to worry about that kind of stuff. And, um, I know that a lot of listeners probably do have to worry about that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, there's just something about, uh, sitting in front of the television, trying to watch a Supreme court decision, come in to see if you are still going to be able to have the same rights as everyone else really just kind of puts everything into perspective. Like we're here trying to celebrate our love here, trying to just be a normal couple like everyone else. And that's sad that we have to sit there and watch television to see if we are going to be able to still legally have the same rights, still be able to get married just like everyone else. (laughs) Thank goodness the Supreme court did not overturn anything this year. And thank goodness even if the Supreme court would have overturned anything this year that we have elected people that passed the respect for marriage act. So that way, even if the Supreme court would have overturned same sex marriage, we could have gone to another state that, that recognize it because we live in Oklahoma. And of Ooh. course, if, uh, you know, there's a lot of trigger laws. And so if the Supreme court were ever to overturn, um, same sex marriage, those trigger laws would go into effect in our state and we would no longer have the right to get married here. But thanks to the Respect for Marriage Act, we could go to another state like Colorado, California, <laughs> where same-sex marriage is legal. Yes. We would get married there and then come back to our state and our state would have to recognize our marriage uh, because of the Respect for Marriage Act. There's still a lot of work to do. Please register to vote. Please get your friends registered to vote. It is so, so important because literally the people that we are putting in office, the the legislation they put forward, the bills that they are passing affect our lives, affect our friends' lives, our families' lives. And if you love and care about these people, we have to get the right people elected because it does affect our lives and your loved one's lives. So I just had to get that out there. I know that was kind of a, a serious, no. you know... I'm not trying to put a downer on things, but it is so, so, so important. Listeners, get involved. Get your families involved. It really does matter. And we can make a difference.
0: Yeah. So I just want to add to that, like, that is such a very strong and honest statement. I mean, I do think that, like, for a lot of people that are not in the situation we're in, they don't have to worry about that and may think, oh, it doesn't affect me directly. But it does. You know, if you love your friends, if you have kids, if you have... Neighbors that you love or care that can potentially lose the right to marry the person they love—it affects you. Um, and so you should vote the way that supports those people you love. If you truly love them, if you don't love them and you're being fake about it, then just fucking don't lie. Just to say I don't support you, and then don't be don't be in their life because people don't need we like us. We don't need people in our lives that are fake about loving us genuinely. Because if you're my friend and I love you, I'm going to support causes and um politicians who support you as well. I am not going to go support a politician or a law that will purposely target someone I love. People with um uh people who have um uh disabilities, people of color, women, like you're not going to catch me voting against that because those people that I love are part of those groups and I and I want the best for them too. Not just because I'm looking out for me, but I'm looking out for my community and that's how people should be and honestly at the end of the day like as a parent, if you have a child that's gay and a child that's not, like, look at how that law benefits one child and fucks your other child up. Like, that is, that is bullshit, that one child has more privilege than your other child, or more rights. Like, basic human rights. So, please. Or
1: also, sorry, going off on a tangent, but also don't spend your, like, if you are, are an ally, don't give your money to places like Chick-fil-A, Hobby Lobby. Those are actively donating money against our cause. You may be like, oh, but it's so good. Or, oh, they have such cute little decorations. That does not matter. That is, you know, just spitting in the face of your allies because they constantly donate to these campaigns against our rights, trying to gerrymander the system against us. And it, it's just giving those people more power, more dollars to donate to politicians to keep you know, voting in their favor, passing legislation in their favor, it really does matter. And, you know, if I had a friend that was like, you know, Jacob, such and such business discriminates against my community, even though it doesn't affect me directly, I love my friends. And I would take what they say seriously. And I probably would think twice about giving that place my money, you know? So there's something to think about. I know everyone's like, oh, but Chick-fil-A is so good. They have, not good? they have actively, actively campaigned against our community for years, for that's, years. That's, They've donated to other countries just to pass a, appalling things and do some research. It is, it's disgusting. Do not give your money to places like Hobby Lobby, Chick-fil-A, register to vote and vote for the right people. So that's my soapbox.
0: And <laughs> I endorse Jacob Foster, actually seem to be Jacob Rios Foster, for President 2024? Oh, fuck that. <laughs> okay, let's do it like four more years then. What's four more? 2028.
1: No, but I would love to work on a campaign and help the right person get
0: elected. Yeah. So. Oh, I'll write it in. <laughs> I love you, babe. Love you. So, kind of going on that tangent of wedding and our future, I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, let's do our Oprah Winfrey moment, uh, Diane okay. Sawyer moment. So. Yes. What made you decide to get married and what's the most exciting part of the upcoming wedding? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, you know, I think we had talked about for a long time, both of us were in a place where I had been single for a long time. I think you had also been single for a while and I was just like, you know, I'm at a place where I, I had thought, you know, I probably will just be single the rest of my life and I'll be okay with that. You know, that's just how I was meant to be. And that's okay with me. And then, uh, you know, one day I just got like a, what was it? A wink or a tap or a wolf or smack on the ass, whatever you call it on Grinder. whatever one of those, I got a notification on Grindr and, uh, it was you and mm. um, it changed my life forever. I, I had not really ever considered marriage. I I do even remember whenever gay marriage became legal and I thought, Oh, that's cool. That's really nice for our community, but that's something that I will probably never experience. Um, but I was really glad that we had the option, yeah. um, you know? Uh, but I do remember we, after we met and went on a few dates, like I had told my mom, you know, I was like, I'm gonna marry this guy like don't be surprised like we're gonna get married one day and I know she probably thought I was insane because we'd only been you know together for a little while, but when, when you know you know and so I think ever since then, like just whenever I met you, I was like, I couldn't imagine being with anyone else and it just felt right. and so I I just knew, you know, so that's what I would say. I had never planned on it, but whenever you meet the right person, it just, you know, and it falls
0: right into place. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think for me, that same you know, all of that, like, I, I always like saw like marriage as a thing, right. That happened for people who love each other. But, you know, for the longest time our community didn't have access to that same, right. Like we were saying. And so like, I don't know if I ever grew up as like a little kid saying, I want to get married and wear this and that. And um, it was just something that adults did that loved each other. It was a seal, you know, it sealed their love and it, I just don't feel like I ever had a genuine connection to that being my future. Um, I, you know, I always thought of a life partner, but, um, I don't know, just being with you really has unlocked so many sides of me and so many like emotions and experiences. And like, it really feels like getting married would be that next step, um, to just like continue, continuing to honor our love, continue to celebrate it. um, everything about being with you is just, like, perfect. Like, it feels right. It feels like the best choice I've ever made, you know, even in our, like, hardest times where we, like, argue over stupid stuff because couples do that all the time. Like, and that's what I want y'all to know. Like, love and marriages are not perfect. You work on making them better. Um, it, it, it's just, like, one of those things, like, I, I cannot see marriage not being an option anymore. Like, it is the only option for me, and with you. Like I, I'm so lucky that I have a partner who is amazing and supportive and just like genuinely shows up for me in so many ways that I don't show up for myself. And I, and I just love you so much. Um, I'm excited. Yes. What um, part are you excited for um, with the wedding coming up?
1: I'm just excited for the whole thing. Like, I think it's going to be a huge celebration. I know that um, we have a surprise, like one of our friends is doing a performance and they're going to Do some kind of surprise. Don't know what it's going to be, but I am excited to see what that is. Um, We have like the greatest DJ that we hired. We have like terrific catering. So I just think everything is going to be, of course, something probably will not go as planned, but overall, I think it's going to be great. I am just so excited and just ready to celebrate and just ready to be married, you know? Also, I think that the we're going to do our own little version of like a uh, throwing the garter, which I think is going to be unique and and fun and, you know, something people don't see very often because how often do do guys throw garters, you know, like, so it's going to be fun. I think just yeah. everything we've planned is very true to us, super unique yes. and just, I'm excited for the whole
0: night. Yeah. I'm excited for all of it. I'm excited for just like seeing our friends perform, I'm excited to dance with our friends and just like, celebrate. You know, that's that genuinely, I think, is, like, the, the purpose of a wedding, and I, I really just can't wait to be surrounded by everyone that loves and has been a part of our journey. So, I kind of answered this one already, but, like, um, let's look at the second part of this question. What valuable lessons have you learned about love and commitment?
1: Um, well, you know, um, I have never growing up, it was hard for me to like trust a lot of people. And so, um, you know, I, I feel like maybe that was another reason why I just thought it would be easier for me to not be in a relationship. It would be easier for me just to be not married. You know, I think that's probably one of the reasons I came to that conclusion when I was younger was like, Hey, it's not for me. I just, I saw a lot of dysfunction in relationships and not a lot of, you know, uh, follow through with commitments. And so that broke a lot of, you know, trust that I had with people. And so I would say that you definitely opened up my eyes to, I can trust people. Um, and you know, it, it doesn't always hurt to be vulnerable. Like it can pay off to open that side of yourself up. And, um, it really has been so rewarding because, um, I would not have experienced or, you know, love or found you or, you know, be getting married. And so I'm very thankful that you <clears throat> have opened my eyes to that. There are people out there that, you know, that actually are good people and that, that will love me and, and that I can trust and love back. And I just have never been more happy deep, deep topics. I know. Um,
0: thank you. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. This is I know, I like, I'm like all for. crying over here. <laughs> um, so for me, I would say that one of the things I learned is love evolves, you know, like love evolves, we evolve. Um, and the challenge is, are you willing to grow and evolve with that love? And so I feel like, um, For us, that's been one of the best things that happens is we keep learning how to love each other in different ways, keep trusting each other on different levels, keep experiencing different layers of intimacy and connection that um, I didn't realize that that would happen. Like, you know, like, I know that's probably very superficial and and simple to think, but it's like, oh, you love someone, you love them forever, that's it. You're married, you're happy. But um, love is an evolution. We're all evolving and it's about like, hey, I want to grow with this person i want to experience these things and so challenging yourself to continue to give your partner the same energy and attention because i think a lot of people what happen is like they put so much energy in the forefront of trying to get the person trying to court them they they they're together and they're like oh well we've been together we're we're roommates now and so like they don't put love or energy or like show up you know like even till this day like four years later you know jacob will come in and like be like look or just surprise me with like the cutest most random thing ever that I just love. And it's like, he didn't have to do that. It wasn't something that like, I may have said I wanted, but like he saw something that he knew was going to genuinely bring me joy. And that's, that's how he shows love. You know, like it's those different ways of putting in the energy and effort, him again, getting up today to be here, to, to be on this, because he knew it meant a lot to me. He's, he's, he's trying to show up and support me in whatever way he can. And that's what you do for each other is making sure that you do that for one another
1: supporting is very important and um, also like I know there, there are ups and downs in relationships we haven't had too many downs honestly thank goodness yeah. super important to communicate um, but I always tell him even if we do have arguments and especially in the beginning of our relationship you know whenever if we would have a disagreement or a little lover's spat or quarrel or whatever you want to call it um, I would say he'd be like are you going to leave me now And I would say, you know, no, just because we have a fight or a disagreement, that doesn't mean I don't love you anymore. That doesn't mean I'm going to leave you. I still love you. And I still, you know, I want to work it out with you. Like we can have a disagreement. We can have, you know, a a fight as long as we are both willing to like, okay, we're upset. Let's go our own ways for a minute. Like cool off for an hour. We'll come back and talk. Like that doesn't mean... Just because we had a fight, we're going to break up, and I had to reiterate that several times. Like, I'm not leaving you. We're right. just we had a fight, and we'll we'll talk about it later. Right. That's important. Um,
0: <clears throat>
1: let yourself and your partner give yourself some space, cool down, come back and talk.
0: Yeah.
1: That's a key. Communication is key.
0: Period. Period. Love that. Um, how do you see your wedding reflecting our personalities and values as a couple?
1: Well, we are getting married in a Catholic church, a very traditional <laughs> religious ceremony.
0: That must be the um, other dude. <laughs> I don't know who that is
1: reflecting. No, <laughs> um, obviously it's going to be uh, dark and gothic like our black, black souls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. no, I'm very excited. It's um, We're very Halloween-type people. Not that it's like a Halloween-themed yeah. wedding, but uh, um, very dark gothic type i mean anyone that knows she us knows. knows that we love this time of year we love spooky stuff we love anything dark and mysterious and so of course we were like that's going to be what our wedding is i mean yeah. it's you know the weekend before halloween mm-hmm. what a perfect time like it just totally speaks to
0: who we are Right. And I think the thing for us is like, we're both spooky bitches at heart. And so like all those like dark elements um, really are reflected in that. Our colors are just um, our vibe we're going for, you know? And I do think that uh, we are very non-traditional. And so a lot of what we're doing at our wedding is non-traditional. We're trying to create our own path, our own lane. And a lot of what we've done as a couple and as individuals and as just like horror lovers is that creating that own, like our own lane. So um, I'm super excited for that. All right, Um, can you discuss the psychological aspects of horror that draw you in and inspire your work?
1: Inspire my work. You must mean like some of the short stories, I guess I wrote. Yeah. Mm I don't like work. Or life. Um, I just love, um, you know, I like uh, movies that make you be like, what the fuck was this person thinking? You know, uh, one of the movies that really messed with me for a long time was Tusk. I know you've heard <laughs> me talk about it a lot. And <clears throat> sorry, the overall concept of Tusk is ridiculous. You know, um, turning someone into a walrus. Um but, but it's just the whole idea like just knowing that someone probably has done something that fucked up in their life and that something like that in the history of the world has probably happened really just messes with me, you know, like um I don't know people do some messed up stuff out there it's like the the real psychological thrillers I think are what are what get me yeah. you know I, I it just perplexes
0: me, yeah, for me, I would say like I love like really getting behind, like, the, the, the villain, you know, like, understanding where they're coming from, what led them to be so, like, dark, and, like, to be in so much pain, Um, you know, think about just, like, the scream killers, like, even, like, now in the latest one, like, the way that the level of violence that they're, like, um, they're committing uh, is insane, like, it's, you know, I was telling um, you the other day that, like, I was watching the newest one and in one scene, like he just like guts, like the the girl and like twists the knife and just like really trying to understand like, how can a human being get to this point where like a person is just like a flesh or just like something to stab. And so like really just kind of getting behind that and trying to understand like, where did this person go wrong? Especially with the work I do. Um, it, it makes me wonder, like, did this person not have anybody to talk to, you know, anybody to support them to work through these, like, pains? I don't think your average person just goes and, and slays everybody, you know, like, there's reasons, it, it happens, and there's, you know, imbalances in the brain, but it's like, how does one get to that point, you know, and so I really, I'm really inspired by that, and I think when I do write, horror, I am inspired by the elements of being queer and like the parallels with horror and how like that fear that like feeling of isolation and loneliness and just like brokenness can really be mirrored in like a killer and a and a queer person as well. Except we don't all just go right. killing people.
1: <clears throat> I think whenever I've well, had written my short stories um if you haven't heard them go listen to queer fears yes. listen to yeah. all the episodes they're all great we're probably going to listen to them soon yes um but in particular the the two episodes that i wrote um <clears throat> were just kind of i grew up in a very small town like i said earlier we live in oklahoma that's where i've always lived my whole life and people here don't always take too kindly to our, our -hmm. community, you know, as they would say, take too kindly to your fault, you know?
0: Um,
1: so a lot of the elements, excuse me, a lot of the elements in my horror were just things that I was afraid of growing up. Like, you know, people being mean to me or potentially hurting me or my friends because we were gay or because we were different or you know another story has to do with a lot of religious aspects and you know i i did suffer some religious trauma growing up and so um you know i i a lot of the the horror elements are like things that may not necessarily be like super relevant or scary like in a straight setting but um you know like a religious person trying to, you know, force you into being straight. That's pretty scary. I don't know. I, I try to play with a lot of, like, the the things that are scary to, like, specifically, like, that I could relate to right. in my
0: life. Right. Real-life horror. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's scary. Talking about... I meant to ask you this, and I'm just going to bring it up now. Have you seen the trailer for The New Strangers? No. It looks so fucking good. Like, super twisted. I can't even remember who's in it, but it looks amazing we'll have to watch it after this yeah um and last question how do you envision your love for horror and your creative pursuits continuing to evolve and i I guess i'll I'll answer for me you know like i think that like you know i love horror and i love kind of what we've created but i'm always looking at that next level on how to evolve what i'm writing um even whether it's like writing from different perspectives different um Cultures, be different monsters, um, and so for me, I definitely want to try to continue to to dig into that more. You know, I want to like spend more time like crafting my my work, and so like you know, I know that like that is something important for me. Is like if if this is something that I can continue to do, like the horror side, whether it's like short film or um, books, or you know, some move beyond what we're doing at this point. But I mean, I'm happy doing podcasts and um, maybe a play one day. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, other forms of media, of course, would be really cool. it would be, it would be cool to see some of our stories be put into like a short film um, or a web series or whatever. Um, that would be really cool. Or even like we had talked about making a collection, like a book, a collection of our stories. Right. That, that would be cool to see it in, in another medium yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited. All right. So those are really good questions. Thank you for sharing some really insight um that we don't always just get to talk about those things you know so i'm glad we did today yes now we're going to play the song association game as you know you're going to get six words and you're going to have 15 seconds to sing a song here let me
1: get my little timer out for oh, you do the timer? Okay, <coughs> yeah. no you can right, just right. use my oh wow i've
0: never had this way
1: so we'll do stopwatch. Okay. Yes. All, All right. right. So
0: <coughs> first right, word ready. is shake. 15 seconds for shake, go.
1: Shake it like a salt, shake it, shake it like a salt, Ooh. shake it. Uh, yeah, salt, salt shaker by the Yin Yang Twins.
0: Perfect. Look at you. You're on top of it already. Next word is wild. 15 seconds for wild, go.
1: Wild um I, that's all I know of it, but it's Alessia Cara and Troye Sivan. I okay, think. yeah, I was like
0: Troye Sivan, right?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you know what I was thinking? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think it's his song
0: though, right? And she's on the remix. I think maybe.
1: I just know it has both of them in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Good job. I that's a that's an old Troye Sivan song. It is. Um, I was thinking, wow, thing. Yeah. Let's do it. You make my heart oh,
1: I was thinking the the tone tone lock tone lock oh. version. You know, sorry, but I yeah, there's know. a couple wild things.
0: Well, who's <laughs> one? <going to sing?
1: laughs> yeah, I I don't know who sings that, but I do know what you're talking about. Yes,
0: I just know that
1: wild thing. You make my heart
0: sing. You <laughs> <Bang. laughs> <Bang. Rover. Ooh. laughs> All right, third one is magic. 15 seconds for magic. Go.
1: Oh, it's magic. Oh, it's magic. When I'm with you, um, that is magic by the cars. It's an 80s song. Like, know you do not know what it like, is. Like, I'm sorry. That
0: went over my head.
1: I'm, oh, I'm, I'm actually an 80 year old person trapped in a, in a 30 year old. That's body. why
0: I'm in love with him. <laughs> yes. You know, old people can remove their dentures. <laughs>
1: that's true. That's um, why he keeps me around
0: gummy me <laughs> <laughs> all right um the fourth one you got three three out of six so you're 50 percent. fourth one is stars 15 seconds for stars go um we could be superstars
1: um it's like is it becky g we could be superstars, you and I. It's a song.
0: No, I don't know it, but. Google it right now. No.
1: I gotta know now. You... I feel like it's a Becky G. one.
0: We could be superstars. Is it the one with the World Cup with her with Pitbull? Uh, no, I feel like it has Becky G. What?
1: Becky Listener, have you heard G. the song? If you've heard we this song
0: be stars. Becky G, Pitbull, Superstar. The World Cup, right? Sure. I actually don't know that Becky G song, but I've seen it. So good job.
1: And maybe that's maybe it's a different song I'm thinking of. If you know a listener, message us. Let us know what song I'm thinking of. I'll give we could point. be superstars. You and I.
0: It's a, we can all be we superstars. Be
1: superstars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe it's any better. I think so. I don't know. Four out of six. Next one is Feel. 15 seconds for Feel. Go. Um, um,
1: and that's... No, well, no, no. I don't know. I, my first one I missed. Sorry. Oh,
0: so close.
1: What do you have? For I film?
0: was thinking of... I can feel oh, it in the air. I'm too I can late. Feel the
1: love tonight. I oh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say I Love Tonight, Elton John. But I was thinking of the you Benny were thinking Siegel. of Yeah, you were thinking of the I
0: can feel in the air tonight. Isn't it Beanie Siegel? But it's no, Phil Collins, but Beanie Siegel did a remix so. I was gonna say
1: that's that's definitely Phil Collins.
0: I act like I know who the fuck Phil Collins is. I just heard the name.
1: Yeah, I like Phil Collins. His birthday's the day before mine. Wow. So, yeah. I mean obviously he's way older, but
0: You're eighty three. How old is he? seven. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, final one. So five out of... No, four, four out, out, of, out of five so far. Four out of five. Four out of six total, basically.
1: Uh, if I get the next now, one,
0: we'll see. You'll be five out of six if you get the next yes. one. Yes. Okay.
1: But right now, I'm four out of five.
0: Yes. And 15 seconds for the word stop. Stop, go.
1: Stop in the name of
0: the... Before you break my heart, think it over. Oh, whoa, whoa, he did a little run in the end. Good yeah. job. So I was thinking of the Spice girl. Stop right now. Thank you very much. I need somebody with a human touch. I'm pretty
1: sad. I just knew I was going to get all of them.
0: So you got five out of six. That is really good. No, oh, it's all right. I feel like a failure now. <laughs> Man, I feel like, like a, a failure. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: just want to feel, see? There you go. That's
0: six too, out of no, six. too late.
1: It's too late.
0: I didn't do it in the time. I would love to give you a next I would not have. My fiance.
1: Well, thank you. Very sweet. But if I was on Beach Shazam, I would not have won the money. <laughs> He's actually really good. I'm very he good. He's
0: just cracked under pressure because he was looking at my eyes and he was just like, Fuck, I can't look. I can't look at
1: I, I know. Look. Just being in your presence. <laughs> just get distracted.
0: So we have a little bit extra time. So I want to play this final game, um, and this game is called. Well, actually, doesn't have a name. So we're gonna just call it cryptic description. <laughs> what that means? The cryptid quiz. Cryptic quiz. Ooh, not cryptid. Cryptic.
1: Crypt. I thought word. We I thought it was cryptids.
0: No, it's monsters. There may be cryptids in there, but it's a cryptic description of something okay. monstery, and you have to guess what that is. We'll so let's go. Find out. He's got a thing for nighttime snacks and can never pass a silverware store. Who is he?
1: Well, if it's nighttime and he can't have silver, maybe Dracula.
0: Is that your final answer? Sure. Yeah. Yeah incorrect Uh, you know can't win them all it is the werewolf and these are the classic monsters by the way i'm pretty positive yeah so i could see that too werewolves
1: (laughs) only come out in the full moon and it takes a silver bullet yeah
0: nighttime snacks
1: a lot of these monsters have similar traits that's
0: true yeah i'll give you gonna
1: need more than nighttime and silver
0: you know (laughs) silverware store (laughs) Uh, um but it also depends where dracula because not all dracula is afraid of silver most
1: vampires are,
0: <clears throat> are Edwin Edward Collins. No.
1: Yeah, he just sparkles in the sunlight. He's not a real vampire.
0: That's true. He's vampire light. Yes. Um, this guy's fashion sense never goes out of style, and he's a real pain in the neck. Well,
1: Frankenstein, because he's got the bolts in his neck, right?
0: Are you? Is that your final answer?
1: See these. I need more than just like. They have a fashion sense and... Would you really say
0: Frankenstein has fashion sense? None
1: of the monsters have fashion sense. There's not like a... I would argue this A supermodel monster.
0: So, do you want the answer?
1: Is it the Bride of Frankenstein? No. Okay, well,
0: she's the only fashionable one. I'll give you that, but it's Dracula. The famous vampire who wears a cape and feeds on blood. Okay, well, that... He, you know, he wears, like, a vest, usually. Very, like, fancy. We'll just say that that's um, an opinion. Whether he <laughs> is well-dressed or not. Who's going to take this up with Google?
1: I am. I'm like, that's not a good clue. It's my opinion that this monster is well-dressed. Guess who he is? Yeah.
0: Next one. A shocking character who really knows how to make your hair stand on end. Well,
1: I'm gonna have to say the Bride of Frankenstein on that one, and if I'm wrong, I'm gonna just be wrong and take and you know I'll def- I'll die on that hill. She was she, her and Frankenstein are shocked into life, okay. and yeah. her hair is frizzy as hell.
0: You know what? Let's go ahead and give you that because it is Frankenstein's monster. But you're right; they both were.
1: Frankenstein didn't have any hair. His head is flat.
0: Did I have a comb over? No. He makes the hair stand on... He knows how to make your hair stand on him. Oh. A shocking character.
1: See, him threw me off with the hair.
0: Um, he's all wrapped up in a never-ending cycle of bad luck.
1: Well, I would like to think it is the mummy.
0: Ding, 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 ding! The undead <sighs> creature wrapped in bandages. All right, this underwater nightmare is every beachgoer's worst fear
1: well also one of my favorites hopefully i don't get this one wrong the creature Ah. from the black lagoon ah i
0: was trying to do megan Ah. yes the creature from the black lagoon a classic aquatic monster one of the greats he may be invisible but his reign of terror is anything but the Invisible Man. Those are kind of very... I'm like, how this about, is
1: not how about, cryptic. You may not be able to see him instead of Invisible, but yeah, yeah. The Invisible Man.
0: All right. Oh, this is not a classic monster. I am not going to do this one. Mm, skipping it. The Hulk. How the fuck did the Hulk get into the Invisible Monster? Skip. They say he's got the heart of a killer and his breath is to die for. How did they get that one? I
1: don't know. Like, I would feel like it would be Frankenstein. And I know that that's not right because you already had him. But I mean, because he has all different body parts. So the heart of a killer. Yes. Yeah. Makes-
0: so this one is really weird.
1: What website did you get these from? <laughs> I don't remember.
0: The alien xenomorph from the Alien franchise. The heart of a killer. Do aliens even have hearts?
1: Oh, probably. And his but- breath.
0: It's not to die for. It's his it's saliva. A little, well, it's the the thing, the thing. Like, I think you're
1: thinking
0: out. the thing that... Alright, so let's see this one. This is not an actual monster. This is a place. This housewarming party is to die for and it's killer for real estate. Mm,
1: the House of Usher? I have no idea. Oh, you were
0: close. The House of Usher. Have you seen it yet? No.
1: I, I started think watching it. I just like a Shakespeare. not Shakespearean. Uh, Edgar
0: Allan Poe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was the Amityville horror. Oh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This vintage gem is a scream machine that won't leave you in pieces. You know this one, I think. It's a scream machine. Think about this vintage. Okay. Gem is a scream machine that won't leave you in pieces.
1: Mm. No idea.
0: <laughs> That's psycho. Okay. Vintage um I'm about to leave you in pieces.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Won't I was you? thinking like monsters. I wasn't thinking like I know, day. they
0: kind of like ruined it with not keeping the consistent theme. Oh, yeah.
1: He yeah. won, y'all. He got them all. I, I only got two right. Thank you for saying I still won. I won your heart. You he won my heart. I do the like to, I do like to think of myself as a connoisseur of the old monsters. So yeah, I'm like really disappointed. Tears, in but I probably would have like, been like the, Santa
0: Claus? Yeah. Is that you? Like have
1: those people even watched the old films? No. Probably not.
0: So babe, I really appreciate you coming on today and having some fun, even though these fucking questions sucked. So I should have pre-screened them it was fun. You didn't write them yourself. No, I wish I could take credit for such terrible questions. No, I was just saying, I know
1: you would have done way better. (laughs) Thank you. Everything you do is much better.
0: I love you. I love you, too. I'm and excited. thank
1: you for having me on. Yes. I love discussing everything with you. And I'm so, so, so excited for our wedding you that too. is finally here. Finally. And then we get to go on our honeymoon and just start our lives together. And I am so excited. And
0: I'm ready for Halloween. I know you work, but I just, like, I wish Halloween was all year long. But I just love this time of year. It's just, like, my fave. We've done some not-so-good haunted house And then I'm actually really surprisingly good car wash. So yes,
1: the car wash was great. Avoid certain old shopping centers that may have been renovated into
0: shady people that work
1: into poorly designed haunted houses. (sighs)
0: Yeah. But listeners, you know where to find us. Look for this podcast on all streaming platforms and if you have not done so yet, go and drop a five star review. Even if you hate, 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 all of this, give us five stars. If not, the xenomorph from aliens is gonna come and acid come all over your face and melt. So I I would not want that for you. But I
1: don't want that for you, listener. Mm-hmm. Please save no. your face. Even if you hate us, give us a five star review. Just for your own protection.
0: Yes. And if you have any questions, you can write into to us. Um, all our information is on our bio on Instagram. You can find us on it's giving. What if our email address is, is it's giving. What if at gmail.com. You can leave a voice memo at speakpipe.com slash it's giving. What if, and if you want to donate a coffee, you can go to buy me slash it's giving. What if, and we'll do a shout out for you on this, not this episode, but on a future episode. And again, thank you so much. Oh, real quick, before we leave, you can also follow, what podcast are you on, Dan? that you are part of? Queer Fears, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Queer Fears, a podcast. Queer
1: Fears 405.
0: No, no. No? No, No, just Queer Fears OK on Instagram. Search Queer Fears OK. Yes.
1: Yes. Search for it on Instagram, search for it on YouTube, listen to all of our stories, stream them over and over and over again.
0: Two seasons worth. Share them with your friends. Yes. Um, And on the wedding day, we actually have a gem that's dropping for y'all on on Queer Fears. It is our Catfire Stories, which is actually a short film on YouTube. A little short,
1: tiny film. We got together with with some friends and you'll just have to see what happens.
0: I can't promise there were no circle jerks involved. You'll have to find out. It's all on tape on YouTube. Love you, listeners. Thank you for being the best. And please go out and be spooky, little creepy, sexy, cunty bitches.
1: And go out and register to vote. Yes.
0: (laughs) Trick or treat. Thank you. Bye. It's giving what if.